Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Inside the Asperger Studios Presents Stories. To the end of the show, we're talking with my good friend, the indie game developer, Chris Robson. We're going to learn more about him, so sit back, relax, and grab your favorite beverage, and I'll see you on the other side. See you there. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Inside the Asperger Studios Presents Stories. Today, I'm joined with my good friend, Chris Robson, who is a game dev. Welcome to the hey, show, man. Chris. Thanks for having me on, Reed. Lovely to be here. Not a problem. Well, like I always like to start off with anyone in the hot seat. So tell me about yourself. Sure. Um, okay, my name's Chris Robson. I live in the north of England, in good old rainy England, although it's really sunny here at the moment. Um, I'm 51 and I'm an independent video game developer. Um, I'm a, what's called a solo dev because I'm working on the project on my own. But as well as that, I'm also a consultant. So I consult for companies like Epic Games, Google, Facebook, anyone who needs um, basically consultation to do with large open world stuff, things like that to do with video games. And I also train people. Um, and in connection, obviously, to your show and your viewers. Um, I was diagnosed as being on the spectrum myself, what, four weeks ago, um, when I went for my ADHD diagnosis and they said, nah. And um, yeah, I what I do is I work a lot from home and I try and educate people on 3D and also try and spin an entertaining yarn if I can. <laughs> Anyways, so where did you grow up? Well, um, I was born in a place called Colchester in England, which is famous now for being the most racist place in England. So well done, Colchester. And um, I moved from there when I was, I think, two, to a place called Norfolk, um, which I'm sure you've heard of. And Norfolk's kind of this big flat place um, on the east coast of England. If you look at England, um, it's the bit that looks like someone's backside sticking out, the big round bit on the right. That's Norfolk. And I lived there till I was about nine. And then things got a bit complex because uh, my mother got married to a Church of England priest and moved to the north of England, where I am now. And uh, I ended up living there, which I didn't particularly want to, but such is life. And this part is all hilly and beautiful. And I discovered that whilst I didn't particularly like my stepfather, I did like the hills and the people. So I stayed here. All right. So what motivates you, inspires you, and drives you? What motivates me is wanting to be better than I've been, um, which sounds like a very kind of weird statement to make. That's almost like, you know, you're asking the 18-year-old pageant queen, I want to be a better person. But to be honest, I've spent a lot of my life, you know, not being, in my opinion, a great person. And I kind of realized that. I don't know how long ago, like well over 10 years ago, maybe 20. And so what I'm what I'm really set on is trying to learn new things, trying to prove that I can learn new things all the time, trying to create, trying to be artistic and just, you know, trying to be a better human being. And um, yeah, that's literally what drives me. All right. What's the best compliment you've ever gotten? Ooh, ooh. That's a good one. Let me have a think. Best compliment I've ever had. 
Well, my wife told me I got pretty eyes. That was nice. Um, let me think, actually. You know, I'm not great at compliments. I tend to kind of, I tend to veer away from them. I don't know. It's that kind of weird thing. But to be honest, I've been, I, I mean, I was told by, um, yeah, that's right. I was told by a previous client that I was doing consulting work on that, like, the work I'd done was, like, really beyond what they were expecting and, like, they were really impressed. And I remember being really, really happy about that. So, um, yeah, I think being complimented and acknowledging the skills that I've spent so long developing, that was kind of the point where I realized, oh, I can do this. So that was a nice compliment. All right. What's the biggest failure? What's your biggest failure? And what did you learn from that experience? My biggest failure? My goodness me, I've had, I've had a lot, um, to be honest, when it comes to failures. Um, I think my biggest failure was with myself and the way I checked my body through drinking too much and just generally kind of, you know, we all do this when we're young. We all eat and drink and do things that we shouldn't do. And we think, oh, it's like a bank. We save up all the kind of consequences for the future. And I did that. And I'd say, you know, obviously that's one of the parts I go back and revisit. Um, also, I'd probably pay my, you know, my police car fines on time because I didn't do that. And you get into a lot of trouble if you do that when I was in my 20s. But um, what I'd say is I fail a lot and failing is part of the process um, because it's not really failure. Just because you haven't got something right doesn't mean that you won't get it right next time. And so this is something that I tell everyone, you know, don't be afraid of not succeeding. But at the same time, I think my biggest failure apart from that is I fail to let people see what I'm working on when I'm working on things like the wiki because I'm incredibly nervous. That's a good word. Incredibly self-conscious about my work. It's like a it's like a gossamer bubble, you know. I have these skills and I know about them, but I feel very easily it could be pricked and the bubble could burst, and that freaks me out. So that's definitely a failing on my behalf. All right. Tell me about three influential people in your life and how they've impacted you. Ooh, three influential people in my life. Okay, then so let's go with this. Uh well, one influence is going to be the horror author Lovecraft. Um, he was an influence through the way he described things and through the fact that he did everything terribly. He was a really, really terrible influence. And uh, I think it's useful to have bad influences so you can just kind of see ways to improve. He was like a really good author, but also a terrible author simultaneously and like a really bad person. But at the same time, he invented this whole new kind of subgenre of cosmic horror that had been developed from people like Poe and Matchin and Hodgson and people like that. And so um, I'd say he's definitely, definitely one of them. Um, other people who are influences, God, you've got me over the rails now, Reed. Well, there is Bayrate. So Bayrate is the 3D artist, animator and developer who created Gollum in The Lord of the Rings. And technically, you know, as a technical artist, he's a genius, absolutely fantastic. He invented a method um, of modeling where you use rings of basically lines like polygons, but you use rings and it's called edge looping. And that's what makes new 3D models do the realistic creases and bends and things like that. And before he developed it, no one was really using edge looping. So he was responsible for that. And he was about 10, 12 years ahead of the curve. 
he eventually went on to work for Valve, fantastic guy. And then uh, another major influence in my life is David Lynch, because God damn, is David Lynch a fantastic director and writer, and I love literally everything he does, even that Inland Empire, which made no sense whatsoever. All right. What makes you feel inspired or like your best self? Oh, work, creation, being creative, definitely. Um, that makes me feel like my best self when I'm making things and I can stand back and go, I've made something. I get into this kind of obsessed, kind of really narrow gauge kind of focus. But what inspires me is other people and what they create. I love to see what other people are making or... I like to watch films or I like to read books and kind of pull this all into one big kind of creative muddle that I can feed off. I love, I particularly love the books from the Warhammer 40,000 universe by people like Aaron Dembski-Bowden and Dan Abnett. If you've never had a chance to read those, um, they're incredibly grim and dark because it's a grim, dark universe, but they're so much fun. Um, it's this dark, horrible universe where everything's gone wrong and it's, Reading it makes everything feel better. It's great fun. All right. Finish the sentence. I'm at my best when... I'm happy. Okay. If you can turn back time and talk to your 18-year-old self, what would you tell him about where you are now in life? I'd tell him that things are going to be absolutely incredible um, and that the problems that young Chris has aren't because of his own inadequacies. They're to do with complicated things like, for example, the reason that young Chris can't swim and can't participate in team sports particularly well is because he has cerebral palsy and he never really got around to accepting the diagnosis. And I'd say that, you know, he will find someone and he'll settle down and be happy, but he's going to have to realise that it's hard work. You can't just settle into a relationship and expect things to be perfect. It's something that you're going to have to work out all the time. I'd also say that, you know, he is going to be, you are going to be happy, young Chris. Um, but you're also going to have a lot of mental things to deal with that you didn't think of as being important because you covered them up. But once you adjust those, things will start to get better. All right. If you can have a billboard with anything on it, what would it be and why? I'd have a billboard and it would say, Thank you, Epic Games, because they gave me a whole new chance to be creative again. And they may be a massive kind of corporation, but at the same time, they've allowed me to be creative in ways that I didn't think I'd be able to. All right. What do you think the world will look like in five years? I think it'll look fairly similar to now, but maybe just a tiny bit hotter. Um, I think we're going to discover that um, the AI tools that we're some of us are using and some of us are a bit scared of are going to be more prevalent but also a lot more invisible in places you're not going to realize a lot of the time when you're interacting not with people that are ais but you're interacting with software that's an ai tool that's helping you and i think that this is something people have to realize is that you can rage against the machine like the luddites did but it's not going to stop it from existing and if we start accepting this and finding out how we work with it rather than being afraid of it, we're going to find the transition a lot easier because this is weird, scary times. All right. What was your favorite subject in school? Technical drawing. Um, I loved technical drawing. I also liked music. So it'd be kind of a toss up. Um, I got 
they kicked me out of technical drawing in the end because I didn't do the homework. So mm-hmm. figure. But uh, I did enjoy technical drawing. You know, we didn't have computer classes back then. Um, the school I was at had one really old computer that belonged to one of the teachers. So it would be technical drawing. All right. Are you introverted or extroverted? Both. So you're it's an, a complicated balance. So you're an ambivert. <laughs> Is that what it's called? Yeah. Ah, I didn't realize. Yeah, I'm kind. Of, I have I have two modes. I have this kind of brusque kind of you know crisp appearance that you're hearing right now but hidden behind that is kind of another level that isn't kind of bought out in public so much the private me so it's kind of a layered thing all right if you could be remembered for one thing what would it be and why being a nice person all right yeah tell me about where you are now in life i'm in a good place now um i mean I don't know about America um, when it comes down to things, but the bills in the UK have gotten pretty bad. Um, Electricity, food prices, we've got all these things that are shooting up because, to be honest, the British government couldn't manage going to the toilet, let alone, you know, managing the budget. But um, so things are a lot more expensive. I don't have a I don't have a huge amount of income coming in at the moment. But at the same time, you know, things are going okay. The trick is to realise that, you know, even if things are going to be a little bit tight for a while, things will change, things will improve. There's always a tomorrow. Don't get stressed. I used to get hung up on things all the time. I used to get hung up on being stressed about things and worried about money and worried about what was going to happen. And I think it's important now just to... My wife says it really well. You've got to be able to let things go and just try and find your own happiness. And I'm starting to do that. I feel way better for it. All right. Now we come to the part of the show everyone wants to hear, but also I want to remind people to please share and like this episode. And remember, please subscribe so you know when the next episode's coming. So, Chris. Thank you. What is your favorite word? My favorite word is phalangification. What is your least favorite word? Ooh, that's a good one. Conservative. All right. What turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? Contentment. Okay. What turns you off? Stress. What is your favorite curse word? Shit. (laughs) I use that one a lot. What sound or noise do you love? Ooh... I like the bubbling of a coffee machine. I don't have one, but I like hearing the bubbling of a coffee machine. What sound or noise do you hate? Oh, just the thought of it, even the sound of something brushing on coarse wool. All right. What is your favorite color? Good question. I think it's a nice bright blue. What is your least favorite color? Brown, because I'm not sure if it's green or not. What profession, other than your own, would you like to attempt? What, sorry? What profession, other than your own, would you like to attempt? Good question. Um, I'd quite like to make stained glass windows. That sounds fun. All right. What profession would you not like to do? Uh, Victorian sewer cleaner. (laughs) All right. If heaven exists, 
what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Nice job. All right. When you arrive at heaven, who would you like to meet? Ooh, I'd like to meet my friend Rob. My good friend Rob, who sadly died about 12 years ago. He was a lovely guy. And if there is a heaven and anyone's going to get in, it would be Rob. All right. What books do you recommend my audience read? Well, excellent. This is where it gets good. Okay, so definitely read the collected works of H.P. Lovecraft, which you can get free on Kindle. Um, don't start with the first few stories. They're very hard work. Start with something like The Call of Cthulhu or The Thing on the Doorstep. If you like that, go on to Robert Block. Um, and if you want something a little bit more kind of mainstream and enjoyable, I can heartily recommend anything from the Warhammer 40,000 universe, which you will find on blacklibrary.com. Um, if you go to the Horus Heresy one, start at book one and go on from there. There's about 100 of them, and I'd say 99% of them are fantastic. Really good reads. All right. And finally, where can people find you on the web? Okay, so you can find me at, and get ready for this one, so www.3d-palace.com. I'm there. You can also find me at www.unrealengineinstitute.com. You can find me at www.thewiki.com. And if you just search for Chris Robson on Facebook or, you know, Chris Robson on the internet, you'll probably find me. If it's got a beard, no hair and glasses, it's probably <laughs> me. And uh, you can, of course, find me on Discord. Um, and if you want to come and join me on Discord and come and hang out and chat, you'll find me and possibly even read there. So that'll be cool as well. Yeah, everybody, come and join us. And that's oh, it. Yeah. And that's it, everyone. That was inside. That was Chris Robson from 3D Palace. And I'll see you in the next one, everyone. See you later, Chris. Take it easy, Reed. While the sky burn Getting high off of the fumes Feeling like the bombs Outside of flowers Me and you stay Watching through the glass As the moon came Bodies holding hands Feeling truly Like our lives are movies I swear it's I love the way we see the world Ooh, yeah I just don't agree Ooh, yeah. yeah I love the way we see the world Yeah I just don't agree I love the way we see the world Right there Staring at the sun We spent our nightmares Falling in love I know you feel this Can't tell us The way we see the world